I'm Elena. I'm a young adult here at New Covenant. Um, I also had an internship here this last year that has honestly changed my life. So this is an amazing place to be for change. And this is a place where they're raising up the next generation. They mean it when they say that. Um, so how this is going to work is we're going to have some young adults come up and share some testimonies. Um, but first, I just wanted to say thank you to Tom and Eric and Shelley for allowing us to do this today. And for all the people that have sewn into us in intercession and prayer and just this whole week in our whole lives, thank you for building this generation. And I just wanted to say thank you again to Shelley because she has just poured her life into this group. And so let's just give her a little blessing this morning. Yeah. She is here till 11 o'clock with us on Friday nights when she's got babies at home. So that is a sacrifice. Um, but yes, so the first speaker that's going to come join us today is Kelsey Stern. So everybody give a warm welcome to Kelsey. Thank you. Uh, just like Elena, I'm a little shaky. I mean, Holy Spirit is moving, amen. So oh, my heart's pounding and woo, it's going to be good. Okay. Huh? Up here? Oh, my goodness. Wow. I do have some notes, so just in case. Okay, so hi, my name is Kelsey Stearns. <laughs> um, I'm just so honored to be able to share about my trip to Africa today. Um, just, I I'm so honored. <laughs> um, I've been going to New Covenant for about two years now, and just ever since I've been here, I haven't been the same. When I walk through those doors, de I'm definitely not the same person as I was those couple years ago. So praise God for that. Um, and all that is thanks to Jesus Christ and the awesome church family that I have here. Um, so back in September, I had an opportunity to go to YWAM, which stands for Youth with a Mission. If anyone knows what that is, <laughs> yeah. Um, so Youth with a Mission, it trains uh, people to go out into the nations and preach the gospel. Um, so there's a lecture phase that um, you spend training to know how to go out and preach the gospel and then um, there's an outreach phase where you go and learn uh, do well apply what you learn in lecture phase to outreach so I got to go to Tanzania and Africa so exciting I've always wanted to go the Lord knew my heart to go there so when they said we're going to Tanzania I was like oh my gosh so exciting um but that trip was amazing. I definitely feel like a whole new creation in Christ after that trip, and it was just awesome. Um, I just wanted to share one testimony from that trip. Um, we stayed in lots of different um, cities in Tanzania, um, a lot of different YWAM bases, and at this time we were in um, Arusha, which is like one of the major cities in Tanzania at a YWAM base. And during this time, we um, visited a hospital and um, we were walking around praying in um, different wards of the hospital, um, like sick um, men, um, eternities. Um, during this time, we were in a um, sick women ward. And as soon as I walked in this ward, it, I mean, I felt sick. I was so sick. I wanted to throw up. I was nauseous. Um, I was just so sick. I began to walk outside, and I'm like, Lord, I can't do this. I don't want to get sick in front of my friends. I don't want to get sick in front of all the sick people around me because they're going to wonder, oh, my goodness, COVID. She has COVID <laughs> but, <laughs> or some kind of disease. But um, So I begin to walk out, and the Lord speaks to me as soon as I walk out of this building, and he goes, I want you to go back inside. I'm like, oh, no. So I'm like, Lord, I can't. Like, I'm sick. I'm going to vomit. Like, I'm in this position at this moment, like, I'm going to be sick, and so he's like, you need to go back inside, so I begin to walk inside, and I'm walking, and I turn back around, and I'm like, I can't do it, I'm sick, I'm going to be sick, and um, he goes, turn around, keep walking, and I want you to pray for the first woman that you see, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that, so I keep walking, when I'm walking, I make eye contact with this woman in this room. And as soon as I make eye contact with her, it was like five seconds. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Gosh, this is my woman. 
<laughs> and I'm like, Lauren, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. <laughs> um, so he's like, this is a woman. I knew it. I knew it. Um, in front of me, she had a bowl, and she was bending over, and she was throwing up, nauseous. Also, I forgot to mention when um, I was outside wanting to puke, my veins felt like they were being squeezed, like my blood wasn't flowing through my veins. It felt like someone was holding my veins. Um, so when I see this woman, I get my translator over and finds out she's struggling with nausea, which is why she's in the hospital. Plus, she has a blood condition where her blood is not flowing properly, and she's having blood clots. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. This is awesome. So, um, yeah, I begin to pray for her, and I just, I feel so much power. Like, the Holy Spirit is moving. As soon as I get done praying, I feel a shift. I look at my translator. I'm like, is she healed? Is she, how is she feeling? She looks happiest look on her face. I knew it in the moment she looks at me, and she says something to the translator in Swahili. I don't know what she says, but he, he looks at me and says, she's healed. She has no pain. She's fine. Wow. <laughs> so in my excitement, I'm praising the Lord. In my excitement, I find out, oh my goodness, all my symptoms are gone. So I walk out of that building, building being healed also. And that's all thanks to God. And it's just amazing how the Lord let, uh, led me to pray for her. And I got to see the Lord heal her in that instant, which was just awesome. And something I've learned from this experience is that just God is so good. Like, he's such a father to us. And he wants to give his children's good gifts, children good gifts. And in her pain... And in her suffering, he's reaching out, and he's like, I want to heal you. I don't want you to see you, see you stuck in all this pain. And one of my favorite stories in the Bible is when the leper comes to Jesus, and he's like, Lord, can you, if you're willing, you can heal me. And Jesus says, what does Jesus say? He doesn't go, oh, maybe, maybe sometime else. Oh, not now. But he goes, I'm willing. I'm willing to heal you. And... I'm willing, he's saying, I'm willing to take away your pain. I'm willing to reach my hand in the darkest place of your heart and heal that area. And I'm just challenging us today to let Jesus in into every area of your life. Whether you need a physical healing, emotional healing, maybe it's um, any area like finances, just let the Lord reach and heal that area. And then um, make sure to give God praise in that situation. Psalms 9-1 says, I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart, and I will tell of your wonderful deeds. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Kelsey. I'm going to claim that for us today. Let these testimonies build your faith because healing is here today for you as well. So next up, we have Jaden Youngquist. Everybody give her a hand. Hello. Okay, um, so I just want to start off by reading Romans 5, 1 through 5. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance, character, and character, hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. So the last year for me has been huge. Almost everything in my life has been changed and affected, and I've changed a lot. It feels like all of my patience in the past, all of my waiting for my prayers to be answered, they've all been answered in one year. Everything has been, it's great. Um, so,
so through my through my suffering and patience, God has has produced perseverance, and my perseverance character, and my character hope. So the first thing that really started changing, it was almost exactly a year ago, that I posted on a social media account that I was dealing. I was really frustrated with my school. I went to a public school. I went to Newcastle. And I was frustrated because they weren't helping me get what I needed done. I needed to take classes over the summer. They weren't giving me the information. It was just all a mess, and I was over it. I was frustrated. And so I posted that, and almost immediately, I have a friend message me, and he said, go to Heartland. If you don't know, Heartland is a public, uh, no, a private Christian school in the area. I could talk about that forever. But what I will say, just by him saying that, Now a year later, I can say that I finished a school year at Heartland, and nothing has ever changed my life more than that. So I'll give you a list of some of the things that Heartland has done for me. The first thing, I was able to unlearn some of the public, some of the ideas public school decided to teach me, and pretend they were truth. Um, I also regained motivation and work ethic that had just, I'd lost. I, I wasn't working in public school, and in private school, I just, it clicked, it worked. One thing that I believe more than anything, and I will shout it from rooftops, is that the devil will attack public schools. He loves them. He gets, he works well in public schools. So by getting out, I was relieved from all that spiritual warfare that I was constantly experiencing and watching happen. I got control back. Um, I was able to choose what what was happening in my life, what classes I took, how long I was even there. I got to pick all of that, and that felt great. And the last thing is I did two years in one year. I graduated high school by going there. <laughs> so, so that school just changed everything. But, also, again, that wasn't the only part of my life that was affected. I changed uh, my job. I was working at a great place, great people. I love it. But it just wasn't where I was supposed to be anymore. Um, now, I've now spent nine months at a place that I love with my best friends ever. I've gotten to form friendships and relationships that I will cherish forever. And I've gotten to learn how to work better, how to work with people, how to work with um, customers, all of it. I've just, I've gotten better. So now I look at the year behind me and I know that not only that has changed, but it's changed my entire future. Um, not only the decisions I would have made, but who I would have become, and all that would have meant an entirely different life. Uh, So a little glimpse of what my future is now. This Wednesday, I get on a flight to Texas, where I spend five months. Uh, This is, I'm going because I have family there, so it'll be good to spend with them, but I also want to challenge myself. I'm putting myself in a place where I don't know any people my age, and I'm going to make myself form relationships and form a life and grow something. Um, for the first time in my life, I feel like my future is mine to define, and that is nothing short of exhilarating. Not only has my life changed, but I've changed. I've never been able to love who I was and the tribulations I've been through, but now I can. I've never been proud of who I see in the mirror, but now I am. I've never felt hope for my future, but now I do. God has produced in me perseverance, character, and finally hope. Thank you. (laughs) We're so proud of you, Jaden. Next up, we have Ella Martin. Give her a hand as well. Hello, everyone. Yeah, I just want to share, God is doing some amazing things in my life. Um, I've just been blown away by what he's done in my life this year. what he continues to do. Um, It was hard for me to decide what to share this morning, but for the purpose of what I want to share today, I'll take you back to about the beginning of 2020 in my life. And I was just tired. I was tired physically, emotionally, spiritually. I was tired in almost any way you can think of. I was just moving out of a season of life that had been very difficult, very draining on me. And I felt depleted and just dry in my connection with God. And it didn't feel tangible to me. didn't feel like something I could touch or experience. And so around this time, I just began to pray a few earnest prayers. 
One was a verse in the Psalms that just spoke my desperation at the time. Um, and it's, Lord, restore the sparkle in my eye or I will die. I was at such a discouraged place in my mind and spirit. I just knew I would only find my way out if God intervened somehow. Um, the other prayer that was that I was praying at the time was for something important in my life to change that was contributing to just how burned out I was at the time. Um, even though I was seeking God and praying at the time, part of me had lost hope that he would intervene in my life or make himself known to me personally. Um, or I thought that those things I was praying for would take years to come to pass. One day, while journaling, I felt like God said, all these things will come to pass and happen sooner than you think, but what do you want after that? I wrote that down, <laughs> but part of me was like, maybe that's just my own thoughts. I wasn't at a place in my life that I was quick to believe God would speak directly to me. Um, at the time, the things I longed for seemed so impossibly difficult. It was hard to imagine they would come soon or even come at all. But true to his word, God did answer those prayers, and he did it quickly. <laughs> Not only that, but he also answered prayers I'd prayed years ago that I didn't pray very often anymore because, honestly, I really wasn't believing for them anymore. But God still answered them. God still answered them. <laughs> Some major answers to those prayers came after I started coming to New Covenant. God set things up so that when I walked into this place, I'd be connected spiritually to what's happening here, and I'd be a part of a body of believers. He did it through the worship atmosphere that kept drawing me back every Sunday. He did it through awesome people who got to know us and wanted to hear our stories. He did it through the way he built a strong spiritual bond between myself, my sister, and my cousin, who also started coming here around the same time. And he did it through connecting us with the young adult group here. He did it through a prophetic word that was spoken to someone in this house about us before we ever got here. <laughs> the biggest lie <coughs> that the enemy has always used against me is, I th is that I don't belong wherever I am, what I, whatever I do, that I just don't belong. But God has used New Covenant to com completely smash that lie. <laughs> the first time <coughs> I received a prophetic word here, I was told I would speak in tongues soon. I was not expecting that. <laughs> I had never prayed for the gift of tongues. I just never saw myself doing that. And part of that was simply because I was so new to it and didn't fully understand what it was, what it could do for me. But a few weeks later, I received the gift of tongues along with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and, it was <laughs> and it was almost like God wanted it, me to have it more than I even wanted it for myself. <laughs> I had been praying for more. I just didn't know that the answer to some of those prayers was right in front of me. <coughs> God showed me that I could experience his presence in sweet and authentic ways and that we worship him in spirit and in truth. He showed me the power of worship to change my heart, to change the atmosphere around me. God showed me the power and authority I have in Christ to have victory over things I used to accept as part of my life. I see with so much more clarity now that even negative thoughts and battles in my mind are an attack of the enemy and that when I break agreement with those things, they lose their power. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. I, although I had heard some of these things before, for the first time, I was fully empowered to act on the truth and just experiencing God here and seeing the way he answered so many prayers also built my faith to believe he could and does help me overcome those things. Many of the things I learned and experienced here were a shift in the way I thought about God or expected him to work in my life. But over that season, immediately after we received the baptism of the Spirit, God provided one confirmation after the next, just letting us know it was him who was leading us into this. Some of those confirmations were just personal encounters or little moments that would not have meant much to anyone else, but they spoke to me. 
And some of the confirmations came through words spoken over this church as a whole that echoed what was happening to me personally. And that confirmed I was connected to this family of believers and that God always purposed for me to be here. So before I close, I just want to encourage anyone out there who's at a place where things just don't make sense in your life or you're sitting on a lot of seemingly unanswered prayers. Um, I've been there some days. I'm still there. Um, just because I'm standing up here doesn't mean I have it all together. I don't have any magical solution. Um, but all I can say is to keep seeking God. Um, I'd encourage you to do something, even if it seems small to just tell God you're seeking him, and he honors that. He rewards those who seek him. He did it for me, even in ways I never saw coming or never expected. And I'll close with a scripture that used to just put a big question mark in my mind because it seemed to be so far from my experience in my own life, but God has just brought it to life for me. And that's Isaiah 45:18 to 19, and it says, for the Lord is God, and he created the heavens and earth and put everything in place. He made the world to be lived in, not to be a place of empty chaos. I am the Lord, he says, and there is no other. I publicly proclaim bold promises. I do not whisper obscurities in some dark corner. I would not have told the people of Israel to seek me if I could not be found. I'm so grateful for this girl right here. She is so gentle and loving, and she doesn't realize it, but her family has shifted the atmosphere here. So thank you, Ella. Uh, somebody else we're really excited to be here is Elijah Davis. He's up next. The fire that he brings is going to knock you off your feet. Thank you. Thank you. This thing on. Yeah, I just want to honor Ella and her family. Y'all are fire. Like, for real. They were here Friday night, and the whole atmosphere changed when they started speaking. Okay, I don't like these lights. I'm, I'm, can I get on y'all level with you? Okay, so, hi. I'm Elijah. Nice to meet you. I've been at this church for ever, right? <laughs> Like I'm up there with I'm up there with the Prebles <laughs> and Benjamin. Like I've been here forever. Um, no, but I'm gonna. Okay, I'm going back up. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. The Holy Spirit's just moving me, man. So I'm gonna tell you about my heart and what the Lord's been doing in my heart. This thing cuts out a lot. Um. So little back story. I had notes. <laughs> the Holy Spirit said, forget the notes. And exactly. So a little background of my life. Um, my parents got divorced. Sad. Love them both. But um, it hurt me a lot. I'm going to try and pull this back in. <laughs> this this is supposed to be a good story. <laughs> We're preaching the good news out here, dog. Okay, so. <laughs> so, growing up, um, my father, great dude, love him. But parents mess up sometimes. And my heart didn't get what it needed to get. And so growing up, um a human's first reaction to not being loved relationally how we're designed is to try and find things that fill voids in our hearts. <sighs> lordy, lordy, lord. So, you know, it's pretty solid up until freshman year, and then 
it went downhill. Um, I started trying to find stuff to fill me through drugs, alcohol, artificial things that only helped for a small bit, but it's actually damaging me more than what you're actually getting. Um, I feel like the Lord wants me to talk about this because I'm talking to you, youngins. I'm young too, but the people who are still in high school and middle school, I want to encourage you to be different. Don't follow everybody. Stay close to God. Stay in tune with God. And be different. Don't don't follow the trends of going out and partying and smoking and forget it. Set your new trends. Start up worship nights. Invite the whole school. Change change the way high school works. I got I got a prophetic image while we were actually worshiping, and it was like, uh, it was a baby, little baby, and it was covered in like this, it's like candle wax, it was like being covered up, and I was like, okay, Lord, what what the heck is this, like, what are you trying to show me, and he said, the baby represents love, and this generation is trying to cover love, and pervert love, and change it, and make it Hide the true love that Jesus shows. I'm off on a very big rabbit hole. Let's reel it back in. Okay, so I was searching for stuff to fill my heart. Couldn't find it. So actually from partying, smoking, drinking, trying to find um, my happiness and joy in women, it hurt me a lot more than I thought and I would find myself um, laying in bed crying um, just completely heartbroken it's like I would give my heart away get broken and it get handed back to me and it's broke and broke and broke and I thought man this is never going to be fixed but then (laughs) there's always a but with God so um, about a year ago, I was told to apply for BSSN, Bethel. I was like, okay, whatever, like, I'll apply, probably not going to go. I apply, get accepted, and I end up going. <laughs> and when I say the Lord did not hesitate when he started working on my heart, the first week I was there, the first week I was there, we had like this little get-together gathering thing. And instantly, because I was filled with so much shame and guilt and condemnation because I was this church kid, I was supposed to be acting like this good kid, but behind the scenes I'm addicted to drugs and pornography. And so I'm I'm living in between these two worlds and there's shame just overflowing on me. But we're at this little gathering and a big drama thing sparked up. I'm on my phone. Everybody back at home's texting me, saying, oh, "You piece of crap!" Blah blah blah. This and that. And I'm like, "Oh gosh." So I'm I'm in a very bad spot. And the Lord goes, "I just want you to put your phone down, close your eyes, and look me in the face." And so <laughs> I, I I did it. I put my phone down. I closed my eyes. Instantly, the power of the Holy Spirit just takes me out. I'm on the ground, 45 minutes, bawling my eyes out. Like, bawling. Like, I mean, ugly cry. Snot. It was bad. They didn't have Kleenexes. I'm using my shirt. No, no, no. Here's the worst part. We had to wear masks. So it's all up in... Sorry, sorry. I should have gave a little disclaimer there, but it was bad. But when I walked out, completely set free, completely set free. 
And so the whole year after that, it was kind of like, okay, I'm just living, you know, worshiping Jesus, love, love, right? Well, then we did this at the end of the year evaluation to look at ourselves and see what's changed and what's moved. And I call it, I like calling it sneaky heart surgery because that was the only time I felt anything change. But through the year, he had just been plucking little lies and a little <laughs> out of my heart. He'd just given me surgery, but I didn't even notice it. And then we get to the end of the year, and I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> it was crazy. But so, yeah, that's my testimony. Like, I, the Lord's heart is so for us. Like, okay, I got I to back it up with a little bit of scripture, okay? So we were le- reading uh, Luke 7, young adults. Whoop, whoop. There you go, Benji. I see you, <laughs> even though you're right under the light. So, okay, <laughs> talking. Uh, when Jesus raises the widow's son, you know, funeral, walking out. Um, Luke chapter 7, verse 12 says, A funeral procession was coming out of the gate was coming out as he (laughs) approached the village gate. The boy who had died was the only son of a widow, and many mourners from the village were with her. When the Lord saw her, the Lord's Jesus. (laughs) When the Lord saw her, (laughs) his heart overflowed with compassion. The Lord wants us to feel love. He wants us to feel joy. All we got to do is give him our heart. I saw this picture, and this is the last thing I'm going to say, but I saw this picture of this dude, and I'm going to, like, reenact it, okay? So he's down on his knees like this, and then, you know, Jesus is in front of him. Love Jesus. Love that guy. And he's got his, he's got his hands out, and in his heart, it's a bunch of shattered pieces of his heart. I think I said that double double time. And he's handing it to him, and he's like, this is all that I have. This is all that I have. And Jesus looked back at him. Oh, my gosh. He said, that's all that I want. Thank you for letting me cry. Thank you, Elijah. Well, as you can see, the Lord is doing a revival in the hearts of the young adults, not just here, but everywhere. So, one more. Eva, will you come up and share? Hello, everyone. (laughs) I'm a little freaked out to be up here, (laughs) but it's not a good thing to admit considering what I'm about to say. (laughs) Um, So there's so much um, I could share about what God's been doing in my life right now, um, just in the last half year. Um, But that would take a long time to unpack, so (laughs) I'm just going to share a few things God's been teaching me recently. So I've always lived in a lot of fear, fear of bad things happening, um, fear of being alone, fear of um, not being good enough, and just a lot more. So um, with the fear, there always comes this confusion, and um, the more I think about these fears and worries, the more I become confused about what God wants to do in my life and where he's leading me. And I think um, part of the reason um, this fear has such a strong hold on me is because I used to think I needed that fear to, to like, protect me so that I wouldn't, um, so that if I feared the wrong thing enough, I wouldn't do the wrong thing. But so over the last past months, or just last month, I I found myself really paralyzed in a state of fear, and um, I was just feeling completely swept under and confused, and um, I finally decided I was fed up with it. 
that um, and that evening I attended Higher Realm and um, they were teaching on faith versus fear. <laughs> so um, God just started placing one thing after the other in my life that, um, you know, just about the stronghold of fear and about breaking it off. Um, so I just, I have a, here's a few key things that I have learned um, in working through fear. Um, I started seeing that I don't have to be a victim to fear. Fear cannot hold me captive if I don't allow it. I have victory over fear. And um, perfect love casts out fear. The opposite of love is fear. When I ask to receive God's love, he gives it freely. And it is through his love and through his promises that I can combat fear. And through accepting that love. So, um, and then speaking out words of truth is powerful. We create things with our words, and when we speak out God's promises, things happen in the spiritual realm that we aren't even aware of. And then the last one, um, the joy of the Lord is my strength. This has been one of my favorite verses lately, and it's like praising and worshiping God gives me strength for the fight, and choosing joy in the little things gives me strength. So this is only a tiny little part of what God's been doing in my life um, in the past year, and but it's like so many of my dreams have been coming true in this season. And um, it, I think it's so cool that we're going over discipleship um, here like in the last few months and weeks. Um, and I, it's so cool, but also I think that you all need to know how well you have already done with discipleship. From the time I was new in this place, right up to the present, I've been discipled, I've been mentored, I've been encouraged, and I've been taught on so many levels. This, and it may sound dramatic, but you guys have changed my life forever. And um, honestly, I have no way to describe what all has happened in my life and what a huge impact you all have had on my life. And I just, I just thank God for all of you. Well, at this time, we're going to shift into a time of prophecy over all of you. So if the young adults could go ahead and line up, and Tori, if you can join us as well. Um, I just wanted to remind you, kind of touch back on what Shelley said, that we're still learning. And um, this is a space where it's safe to take risks and, and listen to the voice of the Lord and um, make mistakes. Um, so if the word that you receive doesn't resonate with your spirit, first take it to others that you trust for their perception. And um, you have permission to dismiss the word that we give. You're not obligated to receive it, like Shelley said. Um, so in that same vein, um, please give us some feedback if it does resonate with you. Um, if it's right on, let us know so we can be encouraged and um, so we can grow. So, would anyone like to start us off this morning? Well, I'll start us off. <laughs> um, we've also asked the elementary school kids to be in here this morning because we want to pour into them because they're a part of this. They are the next generation as well. Yes, so have your recordings ready, your phones ready to record, if, and if we do call you, um, I just ask that you please stand so we can make direct eye contact with you. Um, but yeah, I've got a word for little baby Brown here. Addie, would you mind standing up? <laughs> no, 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 no. Addie. I see in you, you carry the joy that your daddy has. You have his gift of joy, but you also have your mommy's voice, and you have a gift of music, and I want to encourage you to step out in that because the Lord has given you talents, and he's given you parents that can usher that in. And so don't be afraid to step out and use that today. Mine is still for Addie, so if you could stay standing, please. Thank you so much. Uh, I just want to, like, again, music. 
music, music, music. Girl, you got Mike Brown and Ashley Brown as your parents. <laughs> you got music in your blood. But that, and I just want to say, you mean, I mean, you're wearing bright orange today, girl. You're this just bright light, this ball of energy. And like what Elijah was saying about being different, be different, be you. Don't let the other people, the other girls your age say, oh, well, we like to do this, so you should like to do this too. Because I did that. And now I'm, I mean, I have a flamingo with me today. I think I'm pretty, I think I'm pretty different. <laughs> but, so step out, girl. Because you have a little, you have a little light on you, okay? So, Addie, I have a word for you, too. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, you know, I've known you for a long time. I've known you ever since you were little bitty baby Addie. And um, uh, as I've watched you grow up and um, kind of mature <laughs> into the girl that you are, um, your compassion for God is so beautiful to see how it's um, progressed over time. And it's just grown larger and larger and larger. And um, it's just really different. And um, I just want to tell you to never lose that because the world is going to try and um, steal that from you because they don't want you to have it. But you keep hold of that, okay? All right, I want to stand back up real quick. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Ma'am. Okay, so I worshiped with you one day. I was not expecting it. I love kids. I love just like making an impact on a little kid's life, making them smile, just happy joy. You come up to me. I was like, ma'am. I was like, okay, I see the energy. What's up? And just like the feel of it, I was like, you remind me so much of your dad and your mom, you're going up there just like praising the Lord with no hesitation. I go up there, and I'm like, all right, I don't know if I want to open up. I don't know if I want to stay back. And you're up there like, <laughs> And like, you made me dance, and you're younger than me. Already you're making an impact on people who are older than you. And you're just already, like Elizabeth said, you're a light. Just keep shining no matter what you do. Have the smile on your face that you're smiling right now, and do not change a thing about you. Anyone else? <laughs> Hello. I don't have anything for you, Addie. I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, I do have a thing for Truman. Um, so I'll let you get. I'll let you. And you're the one who reminded everybody else. <laughs> as I say, not as I do. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. So, hey, Trumi. Hey, buddy. Um, I was just kind of spiritually trying to scan the, the room. And you, yeah, hey. Um, exactly. You have been saying that exact question to me for months now. And uh, if you didn't hear him, he, he's been asking me, why are you a circle when you were a rhombus? And I know to most of us, it, for the longest time, it sounded just like a weird Truman question. But one day at the Memorial Day Parade, he started talking to me. Uh-huh. I don't know. You, he started talking to me um, about dreams. And he's like, do you dream? And I said, I actually haven't in a while. Um, and then he started talking about how he had a dream where Miss Tiffany told him that I went to the hill people in a car. That's all I remember specifically from it. But I just want, I just felt this, this, this desire to uh pray a blessing over your words because I feel like there's something in Truman that he is seeing and he is hearing that we aren't. 
because there it was just there was something to it whenever he was talking to me it it didn't feel like one of the little goofy conversations you can have with Truman there was I I didn't know why but it was catching in my ear I was like why why is there something to this I still haven't yet figured it out Um, I don't know if I will right now yes Hopefully one day we can figure that out together, buddy, because I would love to be a rhombus with you. <laughs> or a circle. <laughs> All right, but um, Truman, I just pray some affirmation. I pray an inflaming of your spirit because there is a pure spirit in you. There is a genuineness to you, Truman, and I love your words. I love your mind. I love how you are. To many other people, you may seem a little incomplete and you may seem a little weird, but honestly, I see a work of art in progress. I see a masterpiece coming to life, not in two weeks, not in two months. I am seeing something that is taking its time because there is something in you, Truman James Hansen, that is special that is important and is game-changing in the world of the kingdom of heaven. And so, just thank you, Jesus, for the little man that you've made for Truman. And, uh, yeah, that's all I had. Um, Is it all right if we have all the kids in here stand up? Like, any kid who is pretty much younger than all the people up here? Everybody. And don't be nervous and shy. Remember, be different, right? There you go. And so, first, I just want to look around and see how many of them there are. Because, I mean, we can look at us here, but we're still, I mean, we're pressing into the next generation, too. And there are so many of them that are just being raised and are being pursued to just further this group really in, in, in the groups that they're in in themselves. Um, but I also want to give all of you guys standing right now just encouragement more about the not being different because um, this is something I've thought about for a couple weeks. I think Elijah mentioned it on Friday when we had our little group meeting. But we are all up here. We are striving to be more like you guys. We want to be more childlike. I think Elijah mentioned it. He said, why, w- why would we be so serious when we can be a child for God. And so I just want all of you to remember that and that while you guys might have some role models that you look up to that are older than you, don't change yourself so quickly to be an adult. Continue being that kid and living like a child for God because we all love to see it and we want to be more like it. So the more that you guys just keep pursuing that and step out in that, we're going to learn a lot from you guys, and you you won't even know it. I mean, we won't even know it. But just by seeing you, we're learning from all of you as well. And so, again, I just encourage you guys to be yourselves, be children, be fun, be different. Don't be shy to do whatever God is calling you to do in worship, prayer, whatever. Okay, you guys can be seated. Thank you very much. I have four women that I'd like to stand up. Angela Farmer, Paige Fisher, Sarah Hughes, and Shelly Hansen. All four of you, I have looked up to you guys since I started coming to this church. Whether I talk to you guys a lot or not, I just still do. And I just like feel this overwhelming strength entering your guys' lives this strength and peace and this moment of I got this and like I speak against stress and anxiety as well against this just be open to this strength that you're receiving in the coming months in the coming years I'm not sure when but just know that you all are so loved by this generation by the generation that you have been raising up by your children, by the children who aren't biologically your children, but people like me who look at you as women that I want to be one day. 
but um yeah you guys are so strong and I just wanted to speak that into you guys but yeah I've got something for Marquise Marquise the Lord says that you are a natural born leader and that he is going to use this wild and crazy thing that you have to usher in groups of people into the church that normally would not be there. So I just pray that over Marquise, that his leadership abilities are going to start just blossoming over his life. All right, John and Amy, looking at you guys back there. <laughs> you guys don't have to stand if you don't want to. You have a baby in your hand. Might be hard. All right, so Amy, when you walked up during worship, I just felt like some power that you're dealing with something, but you don't know how to comprehend with what you're dealing with right now. And I want you to know to give all of your weaknesses to God, and he will turn it into strength for you as a mother and as a person, that you will show that you have the courageous courageousness in you <laughs> to be brave, to show your children that you are a healthy mother, that you will smile just to make their day, no matter what you are going through. But whatever you are going through, don't be afraid to open up to the Lord or even to John. To be honest with how you feel is better than to hiding it because then it will get worse. And John, being the husband that you are to your lovely wife, Amy, you are the rock that she gets to. You are the anchor that pulls her down when she feels weak, that you help her out in situations when she doesn't know if she can deal with it anymore. You guys have a lovely family. I was there for Easter. Like, why y'all invited me there? And it was amazing. And it just the feeling of being connected in this church, for one, that I've was here like maybe let's say four months ago yep and already knowing your family Ultima, the martins in general just definitely empowers and impacts and you guys are definitely the family that impacts others around you so don't change a thing about you anyone else anyone ah. <laughs> okay. so um, i have something for you guys too um so I remember um, a couple months ago whenever uh, I was on the prophetic team and you came up for prayer. And um, just ever since then, like just uh, I see you and your family and your adorable kids are so cute. But <laughs> um, I just want to uh, pray a prayer of um, just protection from God and just um, wisdom and discernment over your future and his plan for you. So um God, I just thank you for John and Amy, right? Is that your name? Okay. <laughs> um, I thank you for John and Amy, God. I thank you for just the amazing and powerful plans that you have for them over their life, over their children, over their future, God. I pray that you will just give them um, your heavenly wisdom and discernment over every single choice that they make, over um, the path that you have for them, God. And I thank you, God, that you're going to lead them down there and hold their hand and um, just give them faith and trust in you through every single situation, God. So I thank you for that, Lord. Amen. Hey, guys. Um, my man in the back right there got the killer goatee, gray shirt. You're sitting like this. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Gray shirt. You're pointing at somebody. It's actually you. Yep, yeah. You're not getting out of this one. Okay. Yeah, you. Yep, yep, right there. That guy, right there, that just pointed and said I need to get out of the way. David, yeah, I don't know you. I thought, I thought I'd get a little bit risky and, and go with somebody I didn't know, but I heard the Lord say that you got a father's love, a very, very, very strong father's love, that there's, it's very rare nowadays, and he just wants to, to tell you that he's so, so proud of you. I don't know where you've been, I don't know what you've gone through, but the fact that you've stuck to this father's love, 
that my kids, my children are my priority. M- my my friends' children, this uh, father's love isn't just your immediate children. It's surrounding. Like Mike Brown, he he's a father for me. That dude's a great guy. So the Lord just wants to say, he's so proud of you, bro. And he loves you. And keep that father's love because that's so important in this generation. Um, I have a word for David Preble. Hey. <laughs> um, so just whenever I look at you, I just see like gears and motors and just you're just lifted up very high. You're going to be very respected. So just keep that inquisitive mind and always go after what you're going after and just keep doing you. I wish we could keep, does anyone else have anything for David? Okay. Oh, I, if you do have a word, I just ask that you find the person after service because we have one more thing that we're going to do. So we're going to close the prophetic time at this, at this time, and we're going to move into healing and uh, just prayer teams. So if you guys want to find your prayer teams. Um, so how this is going to work is uh, if you have a need, um, we, there should be a slide. We had some words of knowledge for today. Um, If you see a need on this screen that resonates with you, we just ask that you come find a team up here. Um, Your issue doesn't have to be called out. If you do have an issue, please come up and receive prayer today. Um, Just come down the center aisle. Um, But as of right now, this is technically the end of service, so if you do need to leave, you may leave. But um, we would like you to stay. We really want to pour into the into our church family today. And so please stay, please be prayed over. Um, Oh, okay. So is this the first page? Can you go back to the first page? Okay, there it is. Um, Knee pain from ACL tear. We heard that. Um, Pain from jumping, foot pain, stomach issues. They got a picture of the Lord's arm reaching into someone's stomach on Friday night, and they want to set that free today stomach gut issues and it was already listed um toothache at the top of the uh, top right of the mouth negative effects of adhd next slide chains of addiction we want to set free some addiction today freedom from bitterness rooted in trauma uh, breaking the hold of anxiety grace is present to surrender the mask and show up and be seen so if you feel like you've just been putting on a show and hiding what's really going on inside of you. We just ask you to come up for prayer. We want to set you free from that. Uh, Freedom from fear that is stopping you. So if you've had some fear in your life, we want to break that off today. Breaking off fears of failure or inadequacy. Death is defeated. The fear of death, spirit of death. We want to break that off today too. Family ties. Um, We had a vision of a family with young-ish children. and is working on being more family-like and loving towards each other. If that's your family, please come up. We want to bless you. We want to pray over that. Um, The mending of family ties. Music. Someone is hesitant today about using their newfound musical abilities that God has given him, her. Um, Embracing childlike wonder. Children, too. Don't let them grow up too much. Um, Somebody got a picture of a whirlwind of joy, that joy is coming. So if you're in need of joy today, please come see us. Um, job openings will come flooding in. Somebody got a word about job openings. So if you're looking for a job, felt something related to finances, maybe connected to jobs mentioned earlier, but if you're struggling with some finances, please come and see us. A unified voice. We just want to pray for a unified voice today. You have something to say, so say it, whether by book, post, friends, speech. We just want to encourage you. Um, We kept getting blue dress multiple times, so if you're wearing a blue dress, maybe come find somebody today. Um, A tattoo that says love on the right foot. (laughs) A little girl, once again, a dress with big flower print might be blue. Uh, Wedding dress, somebody kept seeing a vision of a wedding dress. Um, Pink lady toenails. These are all things that we got on Friday night, and we just wanted to list them off. Um, Family whose last name starts with a G, please come 
get prayed over. I know who that might be. I, I, I have a feeling that might be my family. Uh, uh, tea tree oil, specifically the smell of it. These are all just random things that the Lord placed on our heart. Cheetah print headband, number 11, or maybe the hour of 11. Um, art artist. So that is it. So yes, if you have any of those identification things, please come see us. We just felt like the Lord wanted to pray over you, bless you today. Or if you have any of those ailments or um, if you need healing today, if any of those things were listed, please come see us. We want to pray. We want to pour into this place the way it's poured into us.